Hello, creative people. Welcome to Creative Conversations. My name is Hollis Citron, and we are so happy that you have chosen to spend this hour with us. So I am owner and founder of I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing, and I am on a mission to expand the definition of creativity beyond a pencil and a paintbrush and empower people, especially adults, to own their voice that come in so many different forms. So this space was created to talk with people with all different jobs, hobbies, and interests, and have conversations about experiences and perspectives all centered around three questions. One, how do you define creativity? Two, how do you incorporate it into your life? And three, why do you think it's important? Then we have a free-flowing conversation and we see where it goes. So I have had the opportunity to talk to musicians, Reiki masters, mediums, doctor, lawyer, real estate agents, and so many more. And these conversations explore the reality that creativity is not cute, it is necessary. People have defined creativity as their soul's essence, courage, imagination, basically all that we are and wanna be. So sharing these stories expands one's thinking and opens up self-expression to feel more empowered, connected, and dare I say, happy. My inspiring guest for today is Renata Ferra. Renata is originally from Brazil. She is a sports journalist and she moved to Australia in 2013 after living in Argentina for seven years. She also has a background in marketing and sales. And in Australia, she worked for the second largest HR agency in the world, which she thought would be a career shift, but she was wrong. She left her job in October 2020, and her mission is to mentor and empower others to be motivated and to create new opportunities so that they, so that they can take the leap of faith and go for the glory. Renata, welcome to the space. Hello. Hello, hello. Hello, Holly, I'm here. <laughs> Yay, it has been so long since we had our pre-chat. How are you? I know, I'm good. I was here a little bit nervous with, the, with technology, <laughs> but it's worked really well. How are you? Great introduction. Thank you for that. Yes, yes. Well, I am so happy that you're here. So on that note, can you please um, give people a little bit more background as to who you are? Oh my gosh, that's that's also that's always a tricky question, isn't it? For us to talk about ourselves is way easier when somebody <laughs> do this for us. So first of all, thank you very much for your introduction. You're um, welcome. And um, yeah, so I um I am actually um, um I have a background in in journalism, but I I don't currently work with journalism anymore. But I still tell to people that I am a journalist. So I have this identity around that because I am really passionate about, um, I think, investigation, creation. I think journalism can can go to the, you know, there is a there is a bad there is a dark side from it, but there is a really bright side of it, which is the one that I like to work on, which is the investigating, getting to know more people, understanding where they're coming from, their backgrounds. I found this so um, empowering when we, mm -hmm. you know, are able to um, connect to other people and understand their stories. You know, I think the story is the power. And um, mm -hmm. And yeah, so I'm currently living in Australia. I moved countries twice. 
I also like to say that um, about my immigration background because it takes a lot from someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, when you move countries, you have to pretty much restart your life from scratch. And um, it's not everybody that is up for that. Um, so it's a, it's, a, it's a challenge, you know, to be changing languages as well. English is not my first language. Um, so, yeah, what else can I say here? Um, in, in Australia, I had a very um, uh, hard beginnings, let's put it this way. It was really hard for me when I moved from Argentina at the time. Um, here um, to, to start from scratch was really hard. I think I, um, I had this belief that people couldn't understand me because my English wasn't my first language. I don't know what, what I had in my mind. And, um, and that led me to situations which were very hard when I started mm. um, living here. Um, but I think that I had this thing on my, on the, on the back of my head that in order for me to succeed, I needed to find a corporate job, you know, something that would give me stability and, um, and give me, you know, uh, I, I think it's just like we grow up learning this, right? We are born with this in our heads, at least uh, back in Brazil, that's, we are very traditional, it, like in family culture and education and, I came from a very traditional family mm. and um, that was what I was chasing. I was chasing that until I realized, until I got it. And then I realized that I was all wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait a minute. No, it's not really what I want. Yes. Yes. Holly, that was a really challenge for me at the time because um, it's kind of, um, you, you start to chase that, right? Uh, as as the goal thing like it's that's the finish line that's the place you're gonna go and that's what everybody else is doing and even though I had even though I had a very open-minded by moving countries and doing different businesses along the way I I still had that box to tick you know to check it out how it looks like and um when I finally made it um I was just so unhappy because I found myself literally inside the box Right. And I needed to do things that I wasn't just aligned with my values. And I had too much entrepreneurship inside me to be working for a big corporation. Um, They didn't allow you to be, quote, free. Right. You needed to fit in into their their ways of being. And this is what ultimately led me what I'm doing right now. So it was a was a period of massive growth and discovery and um, and definitely. if that hadn't, if I didn't have gone through that path, I would never be in the current one that I'm right now. So I'm very grateful for that to have happened. Um, I don't know if I respond your your a little bit your story. I'm just trying to summarize so many things that happened. <laughs> no, you did, and it's wonderful, and it gives a great overview because we're going to dive into more things as we have the conversation. But so many things that you've already mentioned, which I really appreciate you sharing, is just. You have shared, started to share a little bit about the journalism and the dark and the light and how you go for the light side and really about the stories and the power and immigrating and starting over again. And I remember when we had our pre-chat and I really loved what you said, which was um, that when you were in the corporate situation, you had to put your wings down and you didn't like it. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And, which was that reference to being put inside the box. Yeah. 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 And, and ultimately, what I think is that what happens is um, 
how can I say? I think if if you if you become too much of an explorer in this space, you become a threat, right? That's how mm. I was seeing. Like I was starting to become a threat for certain people. So certain people were actually certain people in, in this uh, in my in my you know in my corporation. They were loving it. Usually the ones that are a little bit ahead of you, but the ones that are working with you a little bit under you, they start to get really annoyed about it, and then you become a threat, right? Mm-hmm. And I still right. remember having. A lot of initiatives to do things in there, like in order to, uh, incre- you know, to, to to be a better employee, to bring more opportunities for what I was doing. And I remember this day I wrote a, a, a blog post on my LinkedIn talking about overcoming challenges. And it was a metaphor that I was doing with cycling because I'm very passionate about cycling. And mm-hmm. um, everything I used to bring back into my sport background as work because I used to do like sport journalism but also as an athlete myself with cycling Um, that is you know this um, in order for you to achieve things demands work and demands training and repetition and you're going to go through borism like it's a whole process that is not just given to you like day night right I think because of this world of insta everything everything has to be super quick and how we see things online for example that everything happens night and day right Right. And I remember writing this blog post just around this topic. And then on the next day, Holly, I received a letter from the HR saying that I breached something and I needed to go to this uh, meeting looking like if I was like a, 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 a murderer because I was talking wow. about examples that certain people that read the blog felt that I was talking to them. I wasn't talking to anybody. I was talking <laughs> to myself. It's just crazy. <laughs> And the God. worst, Holly, this person, which I discovered further on the road, never came to me to talk to me. So, you know, when this, this thing yeah. is like they went to HR. So this kind of environment, it's so hostile and for nothing. For, for what? For one extra commission you get? For one extra what? You know? Mm-hmm. And this is what I started to, to, to realize that I was being shut down where actually I had to put my voice out there. Like I said, I think what I write what I, what, I, what, what I can inspire people to do is so good for them. Why would I stop it? Because I received an HR letter, you know, like it, it's crazy. Mm. It, it was, of course, an unfold of facts. But anyway, yeah. so these kind of things made me realize that I was definitely in the wrong space and I needed to be brave to make the leap and um, to get out of this space and to help people to do what I did. I just would be able to do that if I was doing that myself first. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's it's we are our own best client. So it's it's like when we take when we take the leap and we're actually going through it, and we're actually doing it. Then we can really teach it. And um, yeah, yeah, this is going to be good. Okay, so let's do our would you rather, and then we're going to dive into the first question, and we're going to have a great conversation. Yes, sure, let's do it. So, Miss Renata, would you rather be able to speak to animals? or speak 10 different languages? Wow, that's a really good question because I'm an animal lover. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Holly, that's a great question. I think I would do the animal, speaking with the animals. Yeah, that would be I pretty would cool, that. wouldn't it? It would be pretty cool, yeah. I would love to understand that. Yeah, and understand how they would think about it. I already understand a little bit how humans think, so I think that would be good to understand how animals think thinks and, and, and behave. So I would definitely try to, to speak to them. <laughs> and you already have how many languages under your belt? Uh, 
four and a half. I need to oh develop the. <laughs> I need to develop four and a half. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So Portuguese, Spanish, English, uh, Italian, and French is uh, it's just on the cross and uh, here and there. I used to speak really good French, but I stopped practicing and then I, I I forgot. But I think that if I start to study again, I would be yeah. So I Wowzers. So this is what America, you know what, like we do not put enough of a focus on people having to learn languages. I don't stand on a soapbox about that kind of stuff very much, but it really is true. I was talking about this with my daughter because she's getting ready. She just, she was in Costa Rica for six weeks and she's getting ready to hopefully be able to travel um, in Europe in the spring and um, with everything permitting. And, um, it's just like the whole thing with languages. She, she's just like, we just kind of suck that way. We're not forced. Yes. Um, I mean, um, that's a whole other conversation. Other conversation. My only takeaway from my only input on languages is not just about communicating with other people, but really understanding their culture. It's definitely another podcast, but it's uh, it's so important. And I realized this when I arrived in Australia. Like, it's not just speaking English and communicating. It's actually understanding how people behave differently mm -hmm. in so many mm -hmm. different ways. So, yeah, there, there is no right and wrong. It's just different, right? So yes. It's, it's just right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. It's so it's just amazing to be able to go to different spaces and be able to see how people live within their space and why they live within their space and yeah, all of that. So. Okay, so here we go. So first official question is, how do you define creativity? Creativity. Um, for me, creativity is, let's see if this word exists. You're going to tell me. Inventiveness. Like you cre mm -hmm. you, you're inventing something. Like it's something that you have within yourself that you don't even know it, the definition of this is something that just that you're good at doing it or you're just you know i don't know you're just naturally good at doing something and you just invent or create something around that you know mm -hmm. i think uh most of the businesses that i see now there especially the ones that work really well are, are from people that literally created something from nothing it's getting it's getting this this power from scratch is the, is the power that we all have, but we are put in the box and our wings are inside that box. So we can't fly and explore that, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, and you, and when you are in this space, when you are able to open your, your wings and to be creative and, and, and get this power from, out, from yourself is, is when magical things happen. Yes. Oh my gosh, so agree. Yeah, it's the inventiveness. I love that word. And that's the beauty of there's no wrong in this. It's inventing words if they're if you need to invent a word. Yeah. <laughs> it's been creative with the words. It's been created. Now it exists. But inventiveness, yeah. It's taking this, it's like what comes and this is the whole purpose of why I honestly started my company, or part of the reason. But really empowering people to really get reconnected with what they enjoy and what they are good at. Yeah. yeah. And kind of, you can be good at something and not really enjoy it. And then you can, some pe people get, tend to get lost in the, well, what do I really enjoy? Yes. Like, what is it? Because I'm so busy. <laughs> I'm so yeah. busy. I don't have time. I don't have, I'm just, you know, I have so many responsibilities and we put ourselves at the bottom of the list when 
had this conversation multiple times and we all know this, we need to put ourselves at the top because if we're not there, then we can't, we're depleted. No, I totally and we agree. can't be inventive. Yeah, exactly, Holly. And the thing is that uh, when we, the, the thing is that to get into this state, it demands uh, growth, you know, you, you be willing to explore yourself. And we are not taught in school how to explore ourselves. We're not taught in university how to explore ourselves. We often start to explore ourselves as if we face some kind of challenge something, a, a trauma, something that really says, okay, I need to understand why this is happening or where I have to go or what I have to do. Otherwise, you're kind of saying the zombie state, you know, of following what everybody else is following, is doing, because it's easier to follow the crowd than to just stand out and do your own thing, you know. It's just easier to go into doing certain things, which at the end of the day, again, there is no right or wrong. I think it's the people that are able to get out of this and, uh, and to wake up into they're who they truly are are the ones that ultimately in my perception are gonna have a better experience here you know by right. uh you know finding themselves and, and finding what they're really good at which is it's not an easy task to do definitely not easy it's well you know i saw a quote that you said and i i love this quote um you said pain discomfort shock boredom avoidance etc there were many other things that you described and then you said avoidance of these feelings is stopping you from a greater than you ever from a life greater than your wildest imagination. Yes. Yes. This is this is very powerful. And I have my 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 story, my my own experience with that was when I um it, and before I share my experience, there is four usually four things that happens to us. Um, which I learned, which are the ones that makes us change and actually see the pain in, the, in, the, in our dark side, let's put it this way, into something greater. Usually is uh, death, redundancy, a health issue that you have something happens and you realize you have to change in separation. This, you know, it's something that I've learned in the process of my, my own personal growth are the things that move us to change, right? Mm -hmm. Which is... A lot of people say you can change before that, but we kind of wait for something really big to happen in our lives for us to make this change, right? And in my in my experience, it was um, was death. It was when my father passed away uh, five years ago, and I and and was when I, I have this realization that um, all the things I was going through, all the pain I was going through at the time, and you know, kind of things stack up into my life. I, I saw this, them as stacking up. Like I came back, I remember I was in Australia. I need to go back to Brazil because he was really sick. He literally passed the day after I arrived. Mm -hmm. And then I came back to Australia. I, I was married at the time. I separated. I got redundant at my job. Like so many things happened at once and I somatized everything. I put everything in a box, right? And was this huge pain, was, was, was a place that I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't uh, how can I say um say to anybody to be there like if I see somebody there I say I, I feel so I know I know exactly what you're going through and this is and this was the point that I said there is something here that I have to learn and I'm just not being able to see it because I am such a pain in this survival state right in survival mm -hmm. we don't grow we don't develop you are there like trying you are just going through the next day and the next hour and the next minute right 
to be able to go into this creative state, you have to get out of this survival state, right? So it, it's kind of understanding what's going on, why, why, you know, and um, and this is when I realized that actually all the all these moments that are really hard in our lives, they actually are leading us to beautiful moments. But we have to to be able to to be really positive and optimistic that this is possible. It's not easy in that situation. I've been there. But I, I, I understood that by working on myself, understanding my thoughts, my, you know, like my, why I was so stuck in that situation where actually that was leading me. To, I don't know if I can, if you yeah. been too holistic here, oh, but no. it's. Um, You're totally, yeah. And I love how you broke it down into those four areas. And it's true. It's, yeah. it, there tends to be, it's that whole thing of, even though it's uncomfortable as hell, you stay in it because you know what to expect. Yeah. So it's like, okay, I know I'm going to feel icky or I know that I'm going to go to this job that I hate and this is going to happen. At least I know what to expect. I know that, you know, um, in whatever the circumstance is. Um, but when you're willing to break free and get a different response to get a different experience, it's, it's, it can be scary. Um, scary, yeah. We don't know how we're going to react, but that's, which is, and what I called this um, podcast uh, here, which is talking about scaling your business without selling your soul. Yep. Yeah. I guess we're kind of like jumping around, but maybe if you can talk to that, because I think this is kind of, you, you were talking about a lot of trauma things, which that's yep. a whole bunch of, yeah. Um, so how do you scale your business without, without selling your soul and giving in and staying in that space? Yes. So, um, so the first, the first thing that you can do when, um, so, uh, so the, the, the people that I help, um, Holly are, uh, coaches or experts are people that already have something happening. They already have, uh, an idea. They already are doing something. They maybe already have some one-on-one -on -one clients or they have some people going through, or they are really already, you know, like having their business rumbling, but they're giving their, they're literally trading their time for money. I mean, doing just one-on-one -on -one coaching calls and going through people because they believe that the only way to give them results and to provide them is for them literally trading their time for what they're doing, right? And this mm -hmm. is something that I've learned through my, you know, through my uh, career as a, a journalist and working in marketing and sales is that if I didn't create systems to help me and support me through my my work, it was impossible for me to cover everything because there was just so many time I have in the day. There is just so much I can give to people as well as my physical energy, right? Giving to people. So um, just to give a little bit of background of where this came from, when I was working um, in this HR company, I was working with recruitment and I, uh, we, we caught the beginning of, of COVID. So I was there. I, I left on the end of 2020 um, when I resigned. And in the beginning of 2020, when we had the pandemic, I had people calling me, uh, my, my candidates at the time, and they were in desperation. They didn't know what to do because so many people lost their jobs here in, uh, all over the world. But here in Australia also was super impacted, especially the industry I was working on, which were people that were, I was recruiting people that were actually working physically in buildings. So all office buildings were closing because there was no more people going to offices. So all these people losing their jobs. And people that were like working for 
certain companies for like 30 years. So they didn't know any, anything else to do. Like they were so stuck in the situation. And my conversations at the time were more around like pushing them to move forward rather than to give them another job because at the time there were actually no jobs here to give to anybody, right? Mm-hmm. And encouraging them and, and asking these questions like, what are you good at? What do you enjoy doing? What do you like to do? And this was when I realized that uh, what I was doing by helping them to get out of their heads um, and actually doing something from them for themselves with a skill and something that they had was something that I could be serving the world way better than being working in that place, you know, mm-hmm. and, and helping them to actually do something for themselves and use their skills to help other people, right? But what yeah. happens when, when you do this transition, um, if, if you're, so you, you made the transition, you said, great, I am great in, in uh, I don't know, uh, drawing and I want to teach other people how to draw. There is so many hours in the day that you can do that. So the way that you can uh, scale and grow your business is by creating systems. And when I mean by creating systems is literally, literally by starting to work online. So how are, what are the tools that are available out there that you can automate part of your business and give your time, your, you know, your, your energy into helping them in a, in a group level. So you're not just in one-on-one. I think that um, I, had a, I have a, a student, a client. I like to call my clients students because we are all learning from each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not just one way, you know, it's a, a back and forth. Right. And, um, and she's a, a personal brand coach. And she was convinced that the only way for her to deliver her service, her coaching was through one-on-ones because it's very personalized, right? Mm-hmm. So I said to her, let me go through your program so I can see what, what you are doing. And there were many calls that we were doing that she was just repeating the same thing over and over and over. And I said to her, well, this part, you don't have to be giving your time to explain to people. We can automate that. So then when you are you know, having their one-on-ones or group coaching, like you're already saving so much of your time, you know? So I think it's educating people about the opportunities that you can find online by using systems, resources, tools that are out there for us, uh, for you to just, you know, um, put, put part of your business that is the repetition one, the things that you repeat, to package that in a way that people are still going to get heaps of value from you. And then, you also can serve them in a group basis or even one-on-one, but then you don't have to be providing so much of your energy, time, physical in front of them, right? And it's still yeah. providing them like huge value and results. So this is, yeah, in a nutshell. <laughs> I love it. And it's so, 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 so important because yes. we do, we as entrepreneurs, I so, we so get stuck in this because we think, oh yeah, it's the whole one-on-one and one-on-one can be good in its place. And there are tons of benefits into one-on-one, but it's, it's true. There is so much repetition and there is so much ways that we can save our time and our breath and actually do other things in life besides just this, besides just our business or put our energy in another place. Um, It's, yeah, it's uh, I, I'm starting. I'm starting to see that window. I'm starting to get that light on finally. Absolutely, no, that's amazing, Hollis. And the other thing is that the group interaction is so more powerful than one on one interaction because when you are in a group and a community of like minded people and you are in this safe space, 
right? You start to see what is happening with other people. And this exchange is so important. So I believe that um, group coaching, like when you are in a group with like-minded people and people are bouncing each other, is so much more helpful and more powerful and people can push themselves forward way quicker and more effectively, you know, than in a one-on-one basis. Um, so, yeah, so I, 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 this happened this with, the, with my student, um, Sabine, and she, and she realized, she said, wow, like I even participated in a group coaching that she had last week and we were bouncing with each other. By the end, I said to her, you see, it's not that, you know, it's powerful. She said, she, I am very grateful for that because I had the belief that I couldn't do that. And um, it is a powerful way to move forward in a way for the people that are either starting off on this or already in this business, like in the coaching, you know, service-based uh, business, for yeah. them to actually survive like have have a real business like don't need to be just on the on your 10 12 clients a month but you can have like hundreds of people and serve and impact so many people um that are out there and not necessarily are just the people that live around you you know because then put in your your expertise and your uh, you know all that you know online then you are there there is no boundaries you can reach anybody that speaks your language pretty much so it's a powerful thing to yeah to get into <laughs> well that's the beauty of all this i mean especially i mean there were people online prior to all that's going on in our world um but now like for more people that were getting on board and being pushed a little bit faster to be able to learn the technology and to be able to get all caught up into that space it's just it's beautifully amazing i mean you could have clients anywhere in the world it's it's not restrictive uh, it's yes. just it's, it's an amazing thing such yeah. connection. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, uh, only disclaimer here, I'm very real in the stuff that I talk about. I, I like to be very transparent. Is It's not as sexy as it, as it looks. Like you have to learn how to work on the online space. Yes. Because um, I think that there is a lot of, um, sorry, my English here, a lot of crap out there, you know, of people... Yeah that are really into um, this marketing language with, again, it's like journalism, have the dark side and have the, the bright side, you know, there is a way to put in a good and a bad way and kind of mess around a little bit of people's beliefs of how quick you can achieve something or how much you can make online or how much things happens. And this is something that I'm very against, you know, of. Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. I, I don't like this kind of approach because it makes people believe, oh, okay, so working online is super quick and then I start tomorrow. In, you know, I start on Monday, on Friday, I'm going to have this and that. So for as everything, as everything, working online is not different. Demands work, demands understanding of the market, depends, you know, understanding how the online space works, um, how to use these systems, how to use these tools, how to use these resources in your benefits, you know, like not just, it's not just pressing a button, publish, and the next day, a right. people are going to call you. Yep. Yes, yes. Thank you for saying that. Yes, it is so true. It is. It's all a matter of aligning with the right space, learning, um, getting people around you to be able to help you and support you um, to be able to help you to get your information in the best way possible. And yes, it's a process. Is a process. It's a process. We're we're all process. a work in progress. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We yeah we totally have to um, just be patient with the process. Your your company is called Mindbug, isn't it? 
Yes, so Mindbug was how we started, uh, but okay. we are transitioning to just our names. That we, I do my, I, we do business with my partner. So my partner mm -hmm. name is Matteo. So Matteo mm -hmm. and Renata. So we are now transitioning to that. The beginning of our business, uh, Hollis, we were very focused on mindset for entrepreneurs because it's something that we are really passionate about. Mm -hmm. um, but as we evolved, like as we uh, progressed in our journeys with our business, we noticed that uh, definitely this is a very important thing and we do have these, we do provide this a lot. But to put more technical tools, I think more like tangible tools for people to actually you know, develop their businesses. So it's not just the mindset, but also like, which are the tools? Which are the systems? How do I do them? How do I, you know, how can I connect better with people? What are the tools that are the software? So, um, yeah, so we are transitioning into that. So we are just in the moment which we are changing for just our names, Matteo and Renata, which we mm -hmm. are the, the, the coaches, the people that support them, um, support our students. And then within our services, we have a, a, an online program that is called a Mentorship um, Experts Accelerator, which is, has the purpose to accelerate people through this process by just giving them more, you know, the tools and, and um, yeah, and resources. Yeah, because I was going to ask you um, the name Mindbug. I just like it. It's just, you know, it gets your attention. So I was going to ask how you got the name, but it has to do with mindset. Yes. So the mind bug, uh, when we created it in first place, was because we wanted to be actually the opposite of what a bug does, is to be a positive bug in your mind. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> install like a, a, a good bug right in there. And um, and I remember the time we were looking for who, who, which bug could it be, right? And there, there, are, there are bugs that are ugly and that doesn't, you know, look good and they, that they do some harm, but others are beautiful. And we actually chose the firefly, which is the a very ordinary uh, bug during the day, uh, but during the night you have this beautiful light. I I think and Matteo as well, and partner, we, we when we were creating it, we thought this is how we are. Like we, we we are born and we are put in this box, so we are like like the ordinary firefly, right? But during the night we have this beautiful light, which we shut them down. We shut it down. You know, it, it's our creative thing that goes down. No, no, you have to fit in. You can't be creative. No, you can be an entrepreneur. No, I have to fit in. You need to be here, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's like, how can we bring this light back into people and by empowering them and by giving them, you know, um, sometimes all is just one person that has to believe in you, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. for you to be able to hold strong in, in what you have in your ha in your mind that you want to do it and and just do it. Mm -hmm. So we said, let's be these people. Let's be this person. You know, uh, I'm missing that. I'm missing this to myself. So if I miss myself, probably other people are missing as well. So let's let's try to to work on this. Like let's be inventive. You know, let's create something that we didn't see out there yet. So that's how everything started. So I, I it's. I love it. And yes, the, the fireflies, fireflies are so freaking amazing. They are. I think that they, they, it's, it's almost kind of like a dolphin in a way, like you can't not see a firefly and smile. Yes. So anybody who hasn't seen a firefly, I mean, just they randomly during, and then for here, like on the East coast, that's when we know it's summertime. So it's like, when I see my first firefly, like it's officially summertime. And I would always, even as a kid, and I still say it, which is getting on my kids' nerves already. Um, I'm like, why are their lights only green? <laughs> like, why aren't they blue or purple or pink? 
now they are beautiful. I love fire palaces. And they have like a beautiful meaning as well, like as, you know, bringing light, a smile, looks like the, the whole sky is just on the ground when they are all together. It's just beautiful. Yeah, I love it. It really does. There's actually a TED Talk I saw somebody doing about uh, this whole thing with the, the light. It's how they communicate. And of course, it goes back to sex. Like it's, <laughs> <laughs> it always goes back to sex. Yeah. It goes back to sex. <laughs> the, the light flickers a certain amount of times to be like, hey, you available? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah, that's <laughs> So let's transition into question number two, which is basically, um, so how do you incorporate more creativity into your own life? Um, that's a very good question. How do I incorporate creativity into my own life? I think that's the, um, what I love about, um, that is, if there is one thing that I do every day is to learn from somebody else. Um, this is something that I wasn't doing before. And I think this is what was giving me this stuck feeling of not learning. I think learning is something that we should never stop doing it. Uh, maybe there is an association on school, right? That learning is like something boring, something annoying because you have to memorize things. And it's, uh, it's just, you don't want to do it. Like you leave school saying, oh, thanks God, I don't have to learn anymore. Right? Right. But the right. truth is, yeah, it's like, I don't have to do this anymore. So ridiculous. <laughs> it is, isn't it? But again, in my perception, it's because we are just taught the wrong way. Like there is so many other things that, you know, we could have at school that are so important for life that we don't. And then we need to figure out ourselves. And this is where we go into this pain, right? Because we don't know what we don't know. So you just do what you know, and then you have to start to figure it out, right? And I think that we are all figuring out. We are all figuring out with no exceptions, right? It's every day a new figuring out. So what's the next thing to figure out? But there's one thing if I could share, which I encourage somebody, everybody to do is to learn from things that you are really interested on. And this is going to spark your creativity because it's going to give you new ideas and new perceptions. So there is one thing that I'm very, um, uh, th that I am a lot is open-minded. I'm open-minded to things. So, I, I, there, the, so if somebody comes to me with different opinion, um, I do have my opinions, of course, and the way I, I stand up for things. Uh, but if it's something that for me makes sense, like, okay, I want to understand why you think this way. I think this is really important. Um, even for the things that you stand for, unless it's a very strong value that you have, and this is something that go really against what you, you believe, let's put it this way, but it's something that is just, okay, let's understand where they're coming from. I think that having this curiosity to, to, to mm. explore Right. And then when you yeah. have this curiosity to explore and learn, this is sparks you the your creativity. So it's like how you can pump up. It's like how can you put asteroids into your creativity is by learning from other people um, and and understanding what are they doing? What, what, what are they doing that, you know, that that help them to move forward and be open-minded to these things. So I think that the way that I do responding to your question very simply is learning from others and being open-minded of what is happening out there that I just don't know and I need to, to learn. Yeah. 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 I love that um, steroids and creativity is learning from other people. Yeah. It's yeah. Cause it just keeps going back to this theme of what we are, what we keep kind of going back to is like staying in the box and staying with what we know. Um, if we only stay in our lane, uh, then we don't grow, we don't expand, uh, and the ideas don't flow in, and our imagination isn't 
isn't um, charged and uh, we're not getting that exciting butterfly feeling in our stomach uh, for curiosity and excitement because it's, it's just not happening. We're just staying with everything that we just know. Um, so it's so, so, so important. So let's actually hear more about, cause I know you kind of touched on cycling. Um, mm-hmm. Are there other aspects of other, cause being in sports journalism, was there any other kind of sports that you were interested in or talking about yes. travel? Yes, yeah, so I've been uh, involved in sports since a very young um, age, early stages. I actually am very thankful for my father. Yesterday, actually, I was doing a hiking with a friend and I told him how grateful I was for my father to have put me into sports so early because that gave me a lot of good stuff like uh, resilience, uh, uh, discipline, determination. I think um, everybody as a kid should, uh, I don't know, uh, I don't like to use the words like everybody and nobody, right? Because you generalize people that you don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's, um, I would say that I, I, I highly encourage people to get into sport because it gives you so much good stuff. Like it, it kind of grow your character, right? Because you learn how to compete as well. You, heard, you learn how to, you learn about a lot about yourself because sports, um, and I'm talking about, uh, since I learned how to do sport, I always did it like, in a performance level, so trying to get into competitions and races and things. So my training was never just a 20-minute jog. Like was like, uh, let's go for a training session, right? So you suffer in this session. And suffering is that the point that you're thinking, stop, 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 I can't keep going. Or, you know, like it hurts, you have to stop. Is your brain, you know, working, being counterproductive with you? And, and this is where you learn how to keep moving, right? And how are the benefits of keeping moving? Because you see in your body. Your body kind of instantly reacts to your effort, right? So um, you can see improvements on your time. You can see improvements on your body shape. You can see improvements in results in races. So since I'm a kid, I, I'm involved in, I got involved in a lot of sports. I did um, uh, swimming, horse riding. Then I did wind. So horse riding, I was comp- comp- competing horse riding. Then I went into windsurfing, which I was competing as well. Then I moved really? to triathlons. <laughs> And then wow. from the triathlons, I did um, a lot of races. I did Ironman and everything. By the way, when I did the Ironman, um, which is this very long distance race, uh, my takeaway was totally personal growth because it's a constant fight. You are fighting in your mind the whole way to stop, right? Because it's long hours doing it. And then I stick with my favorite one from triathlons, which was cycling. And it's the one I do to these days. And, um, and cycling for me always what gave to me was that um, um, there is not so much so many girls riding the bike it's a very mm. male dominant sport and you have to own your space in this sport right it's kind of you, you have to ride there kind of a little bit like spreading your wing and say hey I'm here right mm-hmm. and I learned about a lot about myself like I learned how to um, um, deal with those situations, like to be in a male dominant environment and you're just there. Hey, I'm here. Pay attention. I can keep up with you. You know, I'm not different. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is to, to be resilient to the training as well. I think that sport gives you that, right? You know that the next day you're tired and you're not feeling amazing, but you know that the training has to be done. And this repetition, this boredom that you go through, even on sport, when you're doing a practice in a sport, you know, sometimes you get bored to repeat the same thing, to go to the same route, do the same thing. Um, this is a replication of everything else you have to do in life to succeed, pretty much, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, it's this repetition, the repetition. And, and um, the difference that in sport you can see straight away in your body, like there is a representation that comes straight away. Sometimes in business it takes a little bit longer for you to see something. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but, yeah, so the sport is something that's brought a lot of good things into my life. Uh, I made all my friends around sport. My partner is a cyclist himself. So it's, yeah, my life go around all that. I travel when I go for traveling. I travel with my bike. <laughs> Do you? Uh-huh. Um, I like to be in nature as well. So kind of it, it creates my identity went around sport and the lifestyle of what it provides me. So it's it's really good and I would definitely encourage other people to do it. The Ironman, um, is that a combination? I know the triathlon is um, biking, swimming, running. Yeah. Correct? So the Ironman, is that the same thing but longer or no? Yes. So the Ironman is uh, 3.8K swimming. Then mm-hmm. you have 180K cycling and then a 42 a marathon after running. Holy and, crap. Um, yeah. It's a long day in the saddle. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and again, it's, it's a beautiful challenge for itself. I think that hardly ever, I think I just, I just didn't do a second one because I got a, an injury on my knee and I didn't, um, and yeah, things went differently. I moved country kind of things go around the way. But most of people that do one go to the second one because it's uh, it's a really it's a really personal challenge. Like you're definitely racing with yourself. You're not racing with anybody else. Yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. How many? I'm just I'm stuck on this for a minute. How long did it take? How long did it take you to do it? Um, I I did it in 13 hours. But um, yeah, like the fast people, the fast guys, they do like in eight. So they cut five hours of what I did. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Wowzers. I walked most of the marathon. My knee was completely gone and I needed to walk. But, you know, it was, uh, again. But was you did it. I did it. Yeah, I finished. I wanted to tick the box and I wanted to, um, and, and, and then my job at the time, I was working for a triathlon magazine. So I was doing, mm. I was all over, you know, triathlons and Ironmans and traveling everywhere to cover races all over the world so it was um was something that yeah i had to do it and i i ticked the box i think i would do another one but i would prepare myself better that's for sure <laughs> i well, wouldn't I think, do the way i did well what well, what what do you mean why not what would be different mm. yeah because when i did it um i think you know when you don't know what you don't know so I was reading a lot. I was around it. I was interviewing the athletes. I was all over it because I was working for Triathlon Magazine at the time. But um, you don't know, in your, you don't feel it in your body, right? I don't know how it is. Like you look right. at the pros racing and say, ah, this is easy. This should be fine. Um, right. So I did, you know, there were days that I, I was working as well. So um, I hadn't, you know, I, I, I was training on my, on my time in between, you know, my jobs and stuff that I was doing. So I wasn't doing some of the training. Sometimes I was feeling tired. I said, no, I'm not going to go for a run. And this pays after, right? Mm-hmm. You, can't, you can't afford not training. You can't afford skipping trainings. You have to be very disciplined and consistent to that. And um, so if I, if I am to do it again, I would definitely stick to my training program. <laughs> I wouldn't mm-hmm. skip any session. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it's a lifestyle again because it's a lot of training. And it's, uh, you know, again, you let's say you are working eight hours a day and then you have the other, I don't know, 16 hour, 15 hours to do all of the rest, including two sessions of training. So it's, 
you you become really it's full on. Yeah, you have to be very disciplined to, to disciplined to do that. Which well, the words? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Which what? No, no, that's it. Which is which is great. Which is fine. I think it's just you know whatever is a priority you have going on in your life and stuff like that. So. Yeah, at the moment I wouldn't do any, <laughs> but I think I would further on try it again because it was a very, a very, very nice challenge. Well, I think so much, so many of the words that you said, and I think it just, it, it, it belongs in every part of everybody's life. Um, it needs to be applied is resilience, repetition, discipline, and consistency. Yeah. Those are words that are so important within everything that we do. And going back to what was said earlier that, you know, we get into this mindset that things need to be done so quickly. Um, but whether it be in, you know, in what we do for our job, whether it's with the relationships that people have, uh, that we have with people around us, whether it's, you know, the routines and how we treat ourselves, it's these words, resilience, repetition, discipline, and consistency. And you know what, Alice? Consistency compounds all of these things compounds so when you repeat things over and over it's not that you are just doing it it compounds so you yeah. are gonna see the result further on the road is because again i think we are putting this mindset of the instant thing it has to happen tomorrow i see the overnight success there is not such a thing as an overnight success this person that in your eyes happen from Monday to Tuesday, they are working for years. It's because you're not seeing the work. It's because yeah. they don't share the work with you that they did before. You know, they don't share the sacrifices, the, the days that they didn't, you know, they didn't sleep, the days that they cried, the days that they, you know, we tend to avoid those things and just talk about the success. And I think that this sometimes ruins certain things, you know, like it's easy to see the Olympic medal, right? But go to the guy that won the Olympic Games and ask him the Olympic gold medal and ask him, what did you do to get here? Right. What yeah. did it take? Yeah. Right. These are the questions like, what were your greatest failure in this process? Because we don't find these things by the success, but from what did went right, but what went wrong, you know? Yeah. And this is ultimately, in my perception, what we should be sharing more because this is how we can connect and relate to each other and support each other. Don't give up. Keep going because it's going to pay off. You have to be consistent. You have to repeat. You have to overcome this process and you're going to get out of it, you know, and, and see the light and see the results that you're looking for. Um, I think most of us, we stop when we are just getting there and then you know you think oh it didn't happen to me and da, da, da. it no it's because you stopped right it's because it didn't push you there it's because you stopped it's yes you stopped. so often it's almost like in um in childbirth a friend of mine said um my first child was born um emergency c-section and my second was natural and she said to me just when you feel like you can't do it anymore, just when you feel like you're like giving up and you're like, no, is just when the baby's right there. And she yes. was so friggin' right. It was crazy. After two hours of pushing, I was like, I can't do it anymore. I'm done. They were like, she's right there. She's right there. Yes. Yeah. And if you see in nature is like this, you know, like, so it wouldn't be different 
for us, how long does it take to grow a tree? How long does it take to, you know, right. for, for, I don't know, for a cliff to be formed? Like if you look into nature, you see that it takes time. So we are part of nature. So why would it be different for us? I think we don't, we, we, we think that, I don't know, human beings sometimes, we think we are special, different, so we are different. No, no, we are part of it. It's all one thing, right? So these are the things that... Um, as you go through, as I went through my pains and my, 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 you know, my, my dark moments and stuff, I try to understand why it's not really why it's just part of the process. Right. So, um, how can you understand this in a way that you don't, you're not punishing yourself so much because something's not happening, but you know, how can you, how can you, you know, learn from what is happening and just keep going, which I think is the hardest part. Right. Oh my gosh. So yeah. So as we're getting to the top of the hour, this has been so great. We're getting to the third question. So Bobby, what we're talking about is all about creativity. It's been three questions. How do you define creativity? How do you incorporate it into your life? And now I'm going to ask Renata the third and final wrap up question, which is why do you think creativity is important? Creativity is not just important. I think it's necessary because this is what creates everything out there it's like uh, it's how you can solve problems help other people impact the world is by being creative and, and and there is no other way to do that unless you are in this state of creation of learning of 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 being positive about things of understanding how things that you are part of one thing and there is a process going through it um it's uh it's it is i think the most important thing which when we and if we look into the world all the people that were able to create something and they were able to create something great how many people they impacted and they helped in so many different levels even if we look around us you know like if you look around us for simple things like in front of me here i have a notepad and a pen like who created that is a genius Right, I you know. know. <laughs> yes. But just having created a pen or the computer or I don't know something else. I'm seeing a chair or a light. You know, thank you, Thomas Edison, from spending a thousand trials to do a, a, a the light bulb. You know, because this was so important for humanity and for and this technology. Right You're uh, in Australia and I'm in New Jersey. Exactly. <laughs> thank you, Internet, for the person that said, "Wow, we need to create this." So. Creation is the most important thing, and it's and whatever it is that comes into your head that you believe that you can help other person to solve a problem, you are you are on the on the spot, you are on the ball, like you you are in the right place. Like go ahead with that. The thing is that we have to shut our ears to the people that are laughing to ideas that we have that they say, ah, I don't think it's gonna work. It is because they don't see themselves doing it, not because they, you are not gonna achieve that. Right. So before mm. listening to these people that are saying to you that you can't do something, ask them, what did you do then? <laughs> mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I often if somebody comes to me and, and, and this is where is my boundaries between being open minded to listen to somebody with a different idea and somebody judging what I doing, what I am doing without even asking or without even having done something even close to what I'm doing. So it's really easy to point the fingers, to judge and just say, oh, look at this guy doing this and that. And, and then this is what we fear, right? The judgment from the people and stop us to create 
I'm not going to do this because this is a stupid idea. There is not such a thing as a stupid idea. Um, uh, I was reading the other day something that was really, really, really funny, a quote like, was a guy on the pool. You know that little spaghetti thing that you have on the pool? You know that people kind of float? Yeah, the, the noodle. The noodle thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The person that created this is made like millions with this noodle stuff, you know? Right, right. If, if this person was to say, oh, you know what? I'm thinking about creating a, a, a you know, a, a noodle thing to put on the pool. So you're stupid to create that, you know? This person definitely didn't hear that. You know, and they create it. And here it is. So how many things you see around that you think uh, that is a great solution for a problem that you have next to you that you would never, you know, that somebody created that. That came from somebody. So everything we are looking around us was a creation from someone, from, you know, looking around here from the phone, from the notebook, from the table. This was always creation. So I think it's not just important. Creativity is necessary. Um and this is what's going to keep us improving as a society, as a human, humanity. And, and, and it's just putting it as solution to problems that we have. And there is so many out there. So there is so much space to create. <laughs> oh, my God. We're going to have to have like a part two. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> is this conversation. <laughs> we are because everything that you just said, I mean, I could go on for like hours about, but which is, of course, is the whole validity of my whole company. But yes, I mean, this whole creativity going beyond a pencil and a paintbrush, the societal concept that we have, that that's all that creativity is. But just that you said it said is creativity is everything. It's 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 from how we how we form our day when we wake up, the choices that we make and what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, what our hair looks like, um, if we wear makeup or don't wear makeup, what earrings we're going to pick, what shoes we're going to wear, um, how we're going to get to work or, you know, all of these, these are just like choices that form and create who we are and how we're going about the, our, our day. And then all these other things that you're saying as far as like actual inventions and people, yes, these people that say no, you're so right. It's like they're just from their experience because they never thought of it and they don't see the possibilities. And like you said, you have to turn your ear away and be like, I can't hear you. Yes. And this is why uh, somebody, somebody uh, like you, Hollis, is so important because you create this community of people that are willing to create, right? And they stay together. And this is what pushed them forward because you have to be surrounded with people that think like you because it's really difficult to be, you know, against the current. Like you feel like you're doing something wrong where at the, at, in reality you're just trying to create something that doesn't exist or that doesn't is, is not in the beliefs of those group of people, you know. But when you step into a, a group of people, a community of like-minded people that thinks like you, that stimulates your creativity, stimulates your way of thinking and sparks different things, this is when magical things can happen. So you're definitely doing something really important out there. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, thank you. And so are you. I mean, this is, oh my God, can you please let people know how they can find you? Absolutely. So if they want to follow us on Instagram, you follow Mateo and Renata. So Mateo with double T. M-A-T-T-E-O and Renata, R-E-N-A-T-A. Um, the same applies on Facebook. So Mateo Renata there. Our website is still the mindbug.com. So it's maybe easier to spell it. So the mindbug.com. 
Um, and yes, we also have a podcast that we talk around online business. We should definitely get into a conversation there. Uh, Holly, yes. that's for sure. Yes. We talk about yes. this podcast. Um, and yeah, so if you find us in one of these spots, you're going to be able to follow everywhere else. So it's, uh, yeah, that would be amazing. Thank oh my you. gosh. So before, before I say my goodbyes and everything officially, is there anything that you're itching to say any last words on or quote or whatever? Yes, the, uh, there is one thing that I, I would like to share. I think it's good for this time of the year is around, um, I actually learned this yesterday. So the best way to learn, to teach is to, to how to say, to, 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 to get it in your head is to teach other people. And it's about quitting. So quitting is a skill. So you can, you can, before you decide to stop something, you have to ask yourself, am I stopping because this is too hard or because it sucks? Because if it's too hard, you have to ask yourself a question. What are the, the potential uh, rewards that you have in offer if you go forward? Are the rewards good or the rewards, there is no rewards? Because if there is, then you shouldn't stop. You're just going through like a difficult time and you have to pursue, right? But if, of course, after doing all this work, there is nothing there for you, then there is no point for it to keep going. Um, and if you, and if you think that the reason why you want to quit is because ah, it sucks, I hate this person that they, they, they don't allow me to do this or that. So you have to ask yourself, um, do you believe it? You can make it not suck. <laughs> if the answer <laughs> is yes, then the following one is, are there any rewards on offer? You know, is there anything that by the end of this, that I, if I endure, it's going to give me something back. So don't give up. And I think that this is a moment where maybe end of the year people start to, yeah, I want to quit my job. I want to quit this. I want to do this. I want to quit smoking. So ask these questions. It's, it's going to be very easy, I think, to decide if you have to stop or not. I, that is such a beautiful way to end it, I have to say. So I create a quote for every podcast that I do and I post it. And this is your quote. Do you believe you can make it not suck? I do you love believe it. you can make it not suck? Exactly. Because that if you do, the then don't stop. Then don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Because there, there will be a diamond at the end of the, 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 the road yeah. for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Renata, thank you so much for hanging out with me with, for this hour. I am so grateful. Thank you very much, uh, you, for reaching out and to have this conversation. And um, yes, wish you a beautiful end of the year and uh, starting next year. Rock thank and roll. You. Thank you. And to you too, and everybody joining us live, thank you so much for being here. So grateful those here live, those catching the replay. I know you could be doing anything for an hour and just very happy and grateful that you've chosen to spend it with us. Um, this space is all about inspiring each other, connecting and sharing stories. So please like, follow, share. I believe we've always needed these uplifting conversations, but I think we need them now more than ever. Um, I am on all whatever place you can listen to a podcast on. <laughs> Just if you could write a review and how it helps with all those algorithms, all the, you know, the person who invented all that, so much appreciated. Um, so thank you so much. And I wish you a good morning, a good afternoon and a good evening. And I'll be talking to you soon. So goodbye, everybody. Bye. Thank you. Feeling inspired? There are so many ways to do things for you, to get yourself moving, to get your creative juices flowing, and to have fun.
fun. Check out I Am Creative and Express Yourself Publishing. Go to IamCreativePhilly.com. I am creative Philly, P-H-I-L-L-Y.com. And check out the experiential kits. Check out Creative Shui, which is all about creative inspiration and guidance. And for Express Yourself Publishing, there's so many multi-author book opportunities. So I would love to chat with you so much. Everybody has, everybody's creative. Everybody has a voice. Everybody has an expression. And I can't wait to meet you. Thank you so much for taking this hour to listen to our stories and share the energy. And I wish you a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in this world. Bye, everybody.